Jobs. I am Vincent, and this is Nerd One. 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 Nerd worlds collide as nerd one and dial vicious world radio come together and discuss discuss the batman Batman. Batman. so as my good friend vince would say sit down sit down sit down sit down sit down buckle up we're gonna nerd out All right, folks, we are back, and today we have Adam from Diavicious World Radio, and here we're t- here to talk about the Batman. Batman. Adam, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing really fantastic. Bat- Bat-tastic. Bat-tastic. How's she going to yeah. say that? <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling Bat-tastic. I feel like giggling like, like a unnamed Arkham prisoner. <laughs> True. And for those who didn't read the description, uh, <laughs> I know. spoilers are ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't even think about, you know, he would have he would have done it that way too, probably. Yeah, for those who listen to this podcast, you should know by now, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers are, are about. So, yeah, I'll just let you know. Yeah, we may ruin this for you if you haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, this is like a true review and dissecting. Yep. But so overall, what'd you think? You know what? Like, I was going into it thinking, oh, a three-hour Batman movie. Um, Is it going to be like Harry Potter? I don't know. I'm going to see. So, like, I go in. I'm like, I, I... uh, you know, the movie got a lot of criticism from a lot of people because of who was playing Batman and when it was going to be released and the person that's playing Batman's too skinny and blah, blah, blah. There's all these, you know, all these negative things swirling around. So I went in not expecting to, I wasn't going like, okay, I'm not going to have high expectations, but I know it's good because I did hear a couple of reports back from people and I was excited. And then as soon as I watched it, I was so glad I did. Yeah, for me, it was, it was awesome. Honestly, I, I was more curious about Robert Pattinson, you know, playing Bruce Wayne, Batman. Cause yeah. you know, for those who know, I have never seen Twilight. I have no intention of seeing Twilight. Oh, I didn't know that. Nope. Um, when it came out, I was like, sparkly vampire movie. I'll pass for now. And I just, I still have passed. But I know he's done a lot of work. Um, I first knew him as Cedric Diggory from Harry Potter. Oh, yes. Yeah. He was, he was good in that. Gone too soon, but so was the character in general. Right. But when they started announcing more of the cast, um, they had Zoe Kravitz as Santa Kyle Catwoman. Uh, they had Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon. I was excited for that. 
Yeah, definitely. Jeffrey Wright just does a good job of whatever he's in. Um, and then we got Andy Serkis as Alfred. The one casting I was like, what? About was Colin Farrell playing Penguin. And then that they released the image of him. I'm like, why? Yeah. But I guess now, eh, spoilers are already said. Uh, they basically wanted to introduce the character in the Batman series to, if it was successful, to give Colin Farrell his own show, HBO Max, as Penguin. Right. I, 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 so speaking of the casting, I, I kind of was blown away a little bit. There's a couple, so Robert Pattinson, and so I, I did see Twilight. And that's the part where I was thinking, like, am I going to struggle watching this Batman and keep on making, like, the connection between Edward from Twilight? And when I watched it, I actually started to... The characters were separate for me, which was good. I really was excited about that because there's been plenty of time between Twilight and this Batman that I guess there's no... I was scared I was going to think, oh, my God, there's Edward. Oh, is he gonna is he gonna bite Selena in the neck? I don't know. <laughs> um, I was like thinking all these weird things, but um, long story short, they I actually thought he did a really really good job, especially because there was weird scenes where he looked ripped, and then there was other scenes when he turns into Bruce Wayne, where he looks really like he scrawny. looks kind of sc- yeah scrawny. And yeah. I was like, how is he pulling this off? I was like, this is pretty interesting. And I mean, I, I mean, I could get into all the other characters. I love Zoe Kravitz. Oh my gosh. So she did, awesome. She did a great job with this. I liked her a lot and she kind of just took a different, I think she, her version of, of, I guess you could say, did, did she really technically become Catwoman yet or not really? Is I, she still Selena Kyle still? I think she's just Selena Kyle. I mean, well, you know, if you're comic book person, you know she's Catwoman, but I don't think they directly call her Catwoman in this. Yeah, and that's what I noticed. I noticed, like, I feel like this is the beginning. Like, I mean, you already mentioned this is, like, year two. And um, I'm just assuming that these characters haven't really developed yet. Like, this is, like, the pre-version of, like, the characters. Like, this is, like, the beginning of, like... Like, I think Batman's going to get darker and scarier. I think... Selena Kyle, this is what my personal guess is. Like, I think Selena Kyle is going to become Catwoman. I think Oz, which of course is Oswald, but Cobblepot or something yep, like that. Yep, yep. He, he played, Colin Farrell did such a good job. I did not recognize him inside the suit. Like, yeah. I really thought he did a great, like, I was like thinking, like, oh my gosh, like, it's almost like how they gave, uh, you know, I forgot. There's a bunch of different characters that have played like, uh, like when um, okay. Russell Crowe played one dude. I forgot his name. Played he played like a biopic of somebody and dressed up and got all chubby and different oh, yeah, yeah. for this role. I don't know what it was. Was it Churchill or something like that? I don't know what it was. He, I know. Um, he yeah, played Chris, somebody. Chris Hemsworth did a, a Brothor in Avengers Endgame. Right. Um, was it? 
No, but it was like uh, he like got nominated. Like somebody got nominated for like dressing like in a fat suit and in, looking like Churchill. Winston Churchill. Yeah, there was like a Churchill one. Gary and then Oldman. Somebody, yeah, and then there was oh wow, Gary Oldman, the other Jim Jim. Yep, Jim Gordon. <laughs> Jim Gordon, and so that's crazy. There's so much connections now, but um, I think I think Colin Farrell did such a good job. I I almost want to. I dare I say like Oscar worthy in a weird way if it oh, was boy. up for because he did such a good job. Just a believable character. I didn't expect the accent though. Like it was like yeah. more like kind of a New York, New Jersey accent that he threw on that. Yeah, and definitely. The way he was talking, like, how in the world did you go from your really thick Irish accent over yeah. like this East Shore, you know, accent? I guess it's yeah. Joseph Acting, I guess. And it was actually fit it, the role perfect because like the whole movie was focused on this like corruption and and like these mob ties or something. And it felt like he was like in the mob like scene. It's which true. was kind of crazy, like how much he he sounded like he belongs with the likes of like Falcone and Maroni or whatever. All those people kind of talk with those accents. Yeah, like I know one one kind of standout character for me. It was um, is it John Turturro who played yes. uh, Falcone? I I didn't expect him. I I didn't know he was actually in the movie until I saw him. I was like, whoa! Like, because I've seen him. Well, the thing I remember him from the most is the first three Transformers movies or the first two. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just like. Uh, he he for me he was he did a great job, and it was kind of sad how his character died. Ah, spoilers. Yeah. And but how it all just like came together for his character, it was really awesome. And he it's crazy how he can go from like Mr. Deeds where he's like sneaky sneaky. <laughs> he's <right>. that guy. <laughs> he could be Mr. Sneaky Sneaky. And then he could go to this character. I mean, he's been doing good acting for a long time, but yeah. I'm saying, and it's awesome how he has that range. You know, like he just he plays a good he plays a good gangster. I think I kind of wasn't sure what how tough he was because I was kind of like it was just a mystery the whole movie until you get to you know the ending where you know sure. I didn't want to get into that, but like. Yeah, I I did have a question about that by the way too. I do sure. have a question about Selena Kyle and and um and Falcone's Falcone's relationship. You can say it. So I was really confused in the beginning because before she tell okay, spoiler right now. Yep. Before she tells him who she is and and is about to, you know, take care of him or whatever. How, how the relationship they had before that, I'm trying to understand it because he would like go, hey, beautiful. Like he knew her, like, hey, beautiful and said all these things to her. Like, I don't know if it was like a flirty or like, did they hook up? Like, I don't know. I was like, I felt really weird about the relationship because like, you know, like those kind of guys, like, had girls running around and stuff like I don't know how from it was really because he definitely didn't know the relationship yeah until that point 
from what I understood, it was more of a, you know, one of his kind of go-to girls, but like more of his like, you know, someone on his staff he can trust kind of go-to. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But like, you know, being, you know, mob boss and having the power money that he has, he can do and say what he wants. But I think it's one of those, she was a more trusted employee. It's kind of what yeah. to me. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, when they I talk- just felt weird at one point because I was thinking like to get to the point where they were at and him not knowing that that was his daughter. Like how far did that relationship go? Or it just seemed weird because even Batman was saying like, how do you know? How do you know him? Like, why, why is he like, why did he, you know what I mean? When he walked through the crowd and he touched her face like that and it was just kind yeah. of really weird. It's like he's my dad. It was like creepy, like creepy. It, it was creepy. Yeah. But one thing that kind of surprised me about this movie, and it's something they say in the end of it, is that this whole movie takes a span over a week. It's literally from October 31st until November 6th. Oh, that's true. Because of the diary. Like yeah. when he's reading off the diary. In the very beginning, he's like, you know, Halloween night. It's like, <gasps> is this a long Halloween? And we're like, yes, it is. Like, no, nah, not really. It's like, it, it is a detective story like the long Halloween but it's not it takes yeah. pieces from so many different you know Batman comics that like it takes pieces from Batman year one long Halloween um, someone said there's part of Batman hush in there as well I didn't see that but apparently there's an Easter egg in there buried somewhere that references it yeah but I, I enjoyed how it was more of a true detective story because I mean for the past how many years of Batman movies since at least really since Michael Keaton did it back in the 90s to you know George Clooney, Val Kilmer um, and then Christian Bale and Ben Affleck has all been just more of the action Batman. I mean, we, right. we see a bits and pieces of kind of the de- detective Batman in Dark Knight when he's trying to figure out you know the, the bullet shell um, not so much with Ben Affleck I mean kind of with like discovering Superman's weakness in Batman Superman. But in this, it was literally Batman searching for clues, helping Gordon figure things out. Like for me, like the most like woo kind of moment was like the thumb drive. Yeah. I was like, that was wow. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, like it this movie, I like the detective part. Like I really like the detective part, but there is one part that like it made me feel, it gave me Saw vibes. The movie Saw. True. Like, and, 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 and then watching Riddler, I didn't feel like, I started to get this weird, like before I was angry, but not angry. You know how a movie does a really good job at making you go, oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I started to question my thoughts because I started to realize he's killing people that are corrupt. Like he's starting to like, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but he's like, get, he's like, he's trying to like kill people that are in this, all this corruption and stuff like that. And I'm like, is he cleaning out the trash? Like, I'm like, like I'm starting to question my own mind. Like I'm starting to be the crazy one because I was thinking like, like Riddler, yeah, he's, he's killing this person. He's doing that. He killed this guy. He killed this guy. And I was like thinking, oh, well, this guy, 
was doing this and this guy was doing that. It's almost like a Dexter, like killing the bad guys off. But of yeah. course, Batman, it's so weird. I just got a really weird, like, I almost questioned my own more, more like morals <laughs> in the middle of the movie because I started to go, I started to go, ooh, like he's teaching these like bad guys that were like in that secret room of the club that Cobblepot's club. Yeah. Like all these guys that were all hanging out there are all the ones that are getting killed and and hurt and put in these weird devices and stuff. And I'm like, he's cleaning out the trash. True. But and one thing I really enjoyed was like the actual uh, his contact lenses that he had, how he was able to kind of like look at these people and just scan and see who they were, like what the relationship was. And we gave him to Santa Kyle. Yeah. It was like he's getting dirt on everybody yeah so they had the da in there uh they had like you know regular cops um apparently the mayor was there they always did drugs together and it went from being like this simple okay someone's been murdered to like there's an oh shit moment here and there it goes so much deeper than he even thought like the reaction on his face was just like wow um it's just not bad guys. Now it's the politicians, it's the police that are, you know, corrupt as well. Yeah. And you're right. It, uh, that was actually interesting to me because I think I started to, I think one thing I started to think, yeah, this is so weird, but I started to feel like, I started to feel like the police were the bad guys in a way. Like it, this movie yeah. really, messed my mind up like it almost did what the riddler's out to do because when i started watching it like first i was like thinking like oh look how this guy this one cop kept on going like he was so like um when he saw batman he was like talking crap to him and then when he saw him as bruce wayne he was like oh hi mr wayne how are you and like just like kissing his ass yeah like it almost like gave like a, it showed like how fake they are with like people that are you know um it's just it's just crazy like this the different the Money. different perspectives and stuff yeah it kind of made me laugh a little bit because i i thought that these cops i'm like i don't know who i can trust except for jim gordon yeah like that's the only person that, now i know why batman only deals with him because that's the only person he can trust because he knows he can't be bought and everyone else knows that even the cops and so like even like the other dude what was that guy mitch the guy that got killed earlier like the guy that was trying to get mad at jim say why do you got batman down here he needs oh, to yeah. get out of the he needs to get out of the scene right now he's a vigilante. Like, he, yeah he's a vigilante and then all of a sudden he's the next one to go because he was you know he was taking bribes or whatever like it was just such a good movie because you almost don't know who the bad guy is in the beginning because you're like damn like are the cops the bad guys is it is 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 it the riddler the bad guy and then i was like thinking like damn like i was like that's what i really liked about this movie i think it kept me guessing and you're right detective story big time detective story because i was starting to think what if it's one of the cops what if it's one of this i mean i knew it was paul dano obviously but i was like thinking to myself like damn like like they're starting to suspect other people and it's just crazy it's true and it's like you know who do you trust 
And then it's like, you know, this is just the second year of Batman being Batman. And you can tell him and Gordon have a good relationship. Like Gordon tells him it's time to go. He goes. But, you know, he has a very rocky relationship with the Gotham police. Like he's cool with them and they're cool with him. But it's like one of those very kind of a very fragile friendship kind of thing. Like one of them makes a wrong move, then it's over. Kind of like um, when he had to escape from the um, Gotham police station. Oh, yeah. Because like, you know, you blew up, you know, the DA. You didn't stop in time. Why were you there? You interfered. And Gordon's like, you got to get out of here. He's like, all right, you can go out the door. You're going to punch me. Yeah. I love later on. That was actually pretty cool. He was like, you could have pulled your punch. Like, I did. <laughs> that <laughs> was actually say, like a funny. scar from the punch. I know. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny because, like, I was like, it kind of gave me Chuck Norris vibes with that. <laughs> like, making that he's like, I did pull my punch. And it was just, like, funny. Like, I just, and, and I was starting to think, too, that spot was getting burned. The spot where Jim and Batman would meet every time. Like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, Selena was there, and then, like, other people showed up to that spot. I'm like, damn, that little dark spot that's, like, kind of overlooking the city or whatever, yeah. where they kind of meet up. I was like, damn, everyone's showing up over here. Like, this spot's not good anymore. Like, It's like, this is our hangout. You can't come here. I know. Like, that's, my, that's my hangout, too. Yeah, like, when, like, Selena brought that one guy, and he was all, you know, tied up. Just beating the crap out of him. Just beating the crap out of him. And like, you know, that was another thing that was really cool, I think, was Batman was also seeing him care about her. I I mean, you obviously know he's starting. He has feelings for her. Yeah. And like just him making her second guess, like to make the correct decision. Like, I don't know how to explain, like, how much restraint um, uh, Selena Kyle had to have to not take Falcone out and then on top of that kill the other dude that was I mean before that kill that dude that was in the in the um, in the um, uh, chair tied up like all the restraint that she had it because Batman was like hey it's not worth it like don't do this it's not worth it like don't throw your life away because of this one little thing because you almost realize it's not the normal superhero movie where there's no consequences you know there's it it felt real to me it felt like there was real life consequences like if batman was on the scene of the murder and they caught him red hand like with like the murder weapon in his hand they're obviously going to come after him and try to throw him in jail so he kind of like it's kind of hard to explain but i feel like he really told selena like hey don't do this like you don't you need to be around to you know you need to be around like don't lock yourself up it's not going to be worth it yeah and it's true too because like you know i think at the end of the day you know no matter how much batman cares about you know catwoman he'll do what's right for i guess for for justice and like vengeance or that was horrible but (laughs) he'll he'll make He'll do what he thinks is best on the right side of law. Um, so I know, I'm not sure about this Batman, but I know he doesn't have, he has the uh, no guns policy, because I mentioned that in the movie. 
Right. Because when Gordon pulls it out, he goes, no guns. He's like, ah, that's your rule, not mine. Yeah. But I'm not sure if Batman has the no kill policy as well. Oh, that's interesting. So near the end, he was beating the crap out of that one guy until Gordon pulled him back. And he's kind of thinking, like, would he have actually beaten the guy to death if Gordon had stopped him? Because he's full of that liquid adrenaline. That's true. Because he needed that adrenaline to kind of like get up and but, and he was just like taking it out all, all on that guy. Yeah. I'm just what? surprised he wasn't knocked out though. That's the only thing I was surprised. He I was guess, still conscious. I guess the guy knows how to get beaten up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's been rough for him. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure growing up has been rough for him. That's true. But one thing about you know this as well is Batman got his butt whooped a, a lot. Like he he took a lot of shots. Um, oh my he took a lot God. of hits. He took so many. Uh, I don't know how many times he got shot in the chest. I was like, damn, that bat suit is sick because he was taking like shotguns. He took freaking. I was like, what the hell? Like, well, and one thing. Shot. One thing I noticed as well. Is that his bat suit, or at least the chest plate, yeah. is very reminiscent of the Arkham Asylum games. Oh wow, yeah. So it's well armored, it's bulletproof. Apparently, shotguns still hurt like a bitch. And one thing I noticed though, like throughout the movie, um, his cowl and his um, like chest plate took yeah. damage, and the damage was still there. Right. Like, um, when they shot him in the chest in the very beginning, like when he was beating up those uh, street thugs, and they shot him in the chest, like it was like left right side, you can see the mark still there on later in the movie. I mean, I know after everything wrapped up and Bruce and Selena were saying their goodbyes, he had a whole refresh suit, which, I mean, makes sense. You yeah, know, gotta, gotta keep the appearances for the girl. But you know, I I kind of appreciate that because in most Batman movies when you know batman takes a hit like even is in back to the donna justice movie batman got stabbed in the shoulder like right on knife and for the rest of the fight and the rest of the movie I mean, he, he was fine like it was almost like oh it was a fake knife nothing happened like dude your arm should be like not feeling great right now but you're you're falling through you know, there was one little issue I had with the movie that kind of gave me anxiety a little bit. And the part was that Batman passed out way too many times. And it made me think like, oh my God, how did someone not pull his mask off? Like he, when he passed out and all the cops are like standing above him, I know they're all scared of him and stuff, but I was like thinking like, damn, like, just as someone's about to take off his mask, like he wakes up and like freaking starts socking people and stuff. And I was yeah. like, I was like, dude, he almost he, he almost got his mask taken off there. He passed out another time where he got lucky. I don't even know how, but he just got lucky for some reason. Like I was just like thinking, like, damn, Batman, stop passing out. Someone's gonna know who you are. Like someone's yeah. gonna figure you out if you but, keep passing out. And then when he. Like pair jumped off of the police station and kind of glide, you know, kind of glide through. It was like most of Gotham, and they pulled the parachute, and the parachute like just basically ripped him into a bridge. At that point, yeah. like something's broken. Yeah, 
like you bash your <laughs> yeah. head and he, yeah, dude. he had I was a like, mean you pulled... <laughs> I, t- I know I actually in the theater I said you pulled the parachute at the wrong <laughs> the wrong time because I was like that looked painful like really painful yeah it's just one, like, one of those images you see you're like oh that hurts so you can feel yeah. that and they decided to opt into like the squirrel like costume instead of like the like his wings so that was pretty cool like instead of a, or unless that's going to be his evolved like in the later movies maybe he's going to improve it to wings instead of it being just his squirrel suit it might be opened up his flaps like i'm thinking there's going to be more development because i think they're doing this on purpose like so they can evolve batman if they wanted to like next movie is going to be better uh, more batmobile better suit um stop he's going to stop passing out in front of big crowds where they can pull his mask off like selena kyle's gonna kiss bruce wayne and then go wait a minute i've kissed these lips before and then figure out who it is like i'm thinking like yeah and that's one thing as well is i think yeah they're gonna evolve it for the second one i think they're gonna do a trilogy on this yeah that's what i I heard too my daughter was telling me the one thing i really liked was that the batmobile it was yeah more more realistic than most of the ones in the past like the nolan verse had a tank um michael keaton well the whole um schumacher movies as well like a fiberglass yeah crazy and then, fiberglass looking and then even um bad athletics batmobile for um benister man down justice which is like only someone who's super rich could yeah. afford this yeah but you know in this movie i mean i think it was like a dodge charger i think yeah. that's what it looked like who basically had the trunk ripped out the engine thrown back there with like some flamethrower turbo yeah it's like someone with a good couple of weeks you know and a good amount of money not rich but a good amount of money could probably pull that off yeah for sure it was definitely more realistic yeah but i i really enjoyed like how more grounded this movie was yeah that movies like he rode like an old school like motorcycle like the old school motorcycle that you put like like you know you have like the two mirrors and you put like it's like one of those ones that you like you know uh that you'd ride in indiana jones i don't know how to explain it but yeah to ride in, yeah like yeah. you would that's the type of motorcycle and i think selena kyle had the same type which it seemed like it to me I mean, but maybe i'm wrong if she comes back for a second movie he can put the sidecar on there for her <laughs> yeah they can trade a little cat ears on it there you go it works that's out perfect that's so perfect it was funny out at work um when i saw the movie i came back to work the next day and one of the guys asked me he's like how was it i was like dude is it such a solid that movie he goes what's the downsides to it tell me those downsides like robin sucked hey robin in this <laughs> he, go, he goes wait who played robin i was like i don't know some kid he was there for like 10 minutes he messed things up and he's like dude i'm not sure if i'm into this movie anymore it's like I'm messing with you. There's no Robin in this. You know, it's funny though. I had this weird, like, thought that I know it's not true, but you remember when he connected with that little kid? Like, I was yeah. like thinking, like, I was thinking in my head, like, oh, what if that was like Robin or Nightwing or something? <laughs> like, true. I, 
I was thinking in my head, like, what if they're setting it up? Because he saves his life during the funeral. Yeah. Like, he saves his life. Like, sorry, spoiler alerts. But, like, spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, we already and, said it. I know. He runs and sweeps and picks that kid up. And, like, then he saves him again when the big giant tower falls on, like, the new governor or whatever. or And, like, the... Um, and it's in. all water and like they yep. pull them out and that's the kids the first kid to put his because nobody wanted to put their hand out for batman except for the kid the kid put his hand out and like said you know like i'll take your hand and then everyone followed after so i feel like that kid is significant like like he's gonna grow up and become something in the in the story he might be because i mean if he's if it's vengeance maybe he, he becomes hope yeah but what? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, kind of go back to the, the groundedness of this. Yeah. I really liked how he wasn't always, well, whatever he was, Bruce Wayne, when he had switched over to Batman, how it took time for him to actually get, you know, geared up. It wasn't like just this kind of, you know, pull the shirt open and, you know, Batman's there, kind of like Superman does. Like I think it was when he went to Falcon's um, or you know Cobalt's you know club the second time as Bruce yeah. Wayne, he literally had a duffel bag with his suit in there. Yeah, it was like okay, cool. Yeah, I'll bring this duffel bag with. It's like just all search it. <laughs> and it's actually too like I thought, you know, I thought those freaking. Um, contact lenses were like the dopest thing like those contact yeah. lenses that he had selena he wore first and then selena kyle wore them i thought those were the coolest i was like this those things are useful they are and i i kind of want them but <laughs> it'd be so weird like rewatching my entire day is like huh it's like okay that's okay I'm like whoa okay didn't see that first time but okay that's good yeah that's really really cool i i thought those things were so cool i loved oh my god i loved alfred like alfred was such a good alfred he like, was and i was kind of worried they're gonna kill him off me too like when he saw the thing with the c4 bomb and threw it i'm like he didn't throw it fast enough yeah i i expected him to go to the hospital and I don't know why. I expected for like him and Bruce to have the, you know, sorry moment. Because, I mean, Bruce yeah. was a dick in this entire movie. Yes. And that's, oh my God, you are like hitting the nail right on the head, what I was thinking. Say exactly what you're thinking, because I think that's what I felt too. But yeah, like even after the bomb went off, Bruce found him in the hospital. And I kind of figured, okay, cool. This is when they're going to be like, Hey, I'm sorry for being so mean to you, but nah, he just continues on being a dick to him. Yeah. He's like, you lied to me about my father. It's like, it's like this man just took a basically a bomb for you. Yeah. You at least say hi. How you feeling? Or when he tells him you're not my father, or you know, or he says whatever, and you know, he raised him. Yeah. And it's just it's kind of like he just says these like really fucked up things to him, and it's just. And it kind of makes me sad that he treated him like that. And like, and he only cared at the point when he 
when um, the lady that picked up the phone, I forgot her name. The, the I main, forget her name too, yeah. I know. She picked up the phone and said, oh, it's already, the bad thing has already happened. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. And it was just like, like, are we getting another funeral scene? Yeah. And it's just like, man, like, damn, like these, like, it was just such a, like the riddles and, and all that stuff. I'm like, geez, like, I don't even know how, I don't even know how Batman can figure it all out, but Alfred was helping him the whole time too. Apparently, um, I guess Matt Reeves, the director, said that all the clues in the cipher kind of part of the movie, he actually got inspiration of it from the um, Zodiac movie, one that had um, oh, okay. Robert Downey Jr. in it. Oh, that's really, really cool. Like for me, like I was looking at like, if I was Batman, I saw it be like, bye guys, that's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at crossword puzzles. I'm getting a donut. Want one? <laughs> but I know. you know, with the with the Riddler, that was that's one thing that's always perplexing about the Riddler. I mean, in every iteration of him, whether it be you know this movie, uh, the Jim Carrey version for Batman Forever, or even in like cartoons or comics, he's never a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, but he's someone who can, you know, mess you up mentally. Right. It's like you may have brute strength, but I can, you know, basically fuck up your mind. Oh yeah. And that's kind of how this went as well. Like, yeah, you know, he left all these clues after all these murders, and in his mind, he had the thought of, "Hey, I'm going to basically kill these people, and it's going to lead to Falcone, who I'm going to kill because Batman's going to help me." Right. And when in the you know jail cell, when after Riddler's been captured, and he explains them like, "Oh shit!" It's like he was basically leading Batman almost on a leash. It's like that's right. brilliant. But at yeah. that point, you know, when he's like, he mentions something about his you know grand master plan to you know, reshape Gotham, and I'm thinking like, there's gotta be a bomb somewhere. And then he's like, oh, you're not as smart as I thought you were. I'm like, there are bombs. Oh, my God. I know. Where's the detonator? Oh, my God. Yeah. I. That made me. Yeah, that scene made me super nervous. Not only for the bombs, but yeah. Oh, well, you're like what you were saying. Well, Well, yeah, just like, you know, that scene where he's like, you know, it's like I got all of them. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And I'm like, he knows. He fucking knows. I know. And he keeps saying it, and eventually goes, I didn't get Bruce Wayne. I'm like, wait, does he know? What? Uh, uh, he, he doesn't know, does he? Okay, he doesn't know. Does he? I was kind of like going through my head the entire interrogation. That's exactly scene. what I was going to say. I thought he, and you know what? I felt like he did know because when they went into his apartment, they had pictures of Bruce Wayne everywhere and they had all these like like who is Batman and this and that and all this stuff and I was like thinking like oh shit he knows how does he not because he freaking he can break into anyone's house it seems like he got every single person you know if he needed to kidnap someone or if he needed to you know he just shows up in the back of someone's car and kidnaps them or whatever he did all these different things yeah and, and like, like when they finally reveal him as you know, Paul, Paul Dano is revealed yeah. as the Riddler and like 
this scrawny guy with you know the you know cerebral haircut uh, <laughs> took out these many guys and you know I, I know they mentioned like oh he's he live streams to his followers has like 500 people yeah in the back of my mind like i'm reading those messages like uh, that they're looking at on the screen i'm like he's arming his army that's what he's yeah. doing and then when the you know the, the final video he sends out like if this is going out i'm probably either dead or in police custody kind of like you have your instructions kind of thing like insurrection yeah that's crazy i was thinking that too i was thinking like wow this is feeling very i mean i'm not going to get political but it felt very radicalized like it felt like he's getting all these followers that are going to do whatever he says which is kind of like a version of mind control and i feel like the riddler i mean i don't want to go if we were to talk about the future like a future movie and i mean let's just put it out there because we're in the prison right now so someone starts laughing and giggling see for me like i was debating between the two um because yeah. you know vanessa is like oh it's a choker yeah and i'm like it, it looks like Two-Face. That was, I was like, it's is Two-Face. But it looked like him, but... Everything I was reading online was yeah, like, says nope, it's the Joker. It's like, two yeah. doesn't giggle like that. Like, either one's going to be cool. Yeah, of course. And I just, I don't think they would skip over... I feel like, like you said, like, it's year two. You know, um, the Joker's the first person, I feel like, is the first like villain because they can totally set up uh, Two-Face though yeah because I mean bring in Harvey Dent and you know have some sort of trial going on or right. something that happens and you know Harvey Dent gets marked and eventually you know someone makes it go to that mark turns into Two-Face and as kind of like, maybe very close with it is Dark Knight where Joker's the main baddie for the entire movie. Right. But then they have this surprise villain. But I think if they play it right, they can, you know, have Joker as a second villain and then have the origin story of Two-Face in the second movie, make him the big bad for number three. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But only time will tell on that kind of stuff. It, it felt very, to me, it felt like Joker and Riddler could team up in a weird way. And the only reason why I felt like, I don't know why, but in my head, I felt like, oh my gosh, like, remember, like, Joker can, Joker has a crew of his own. And I think the crew that was on the subway that had the white paint on their faces reminded me of that. Like, they look like Joker's crew true to me like when i saw them on the bus you know those guys with the white paint and the black eyes and like they were like walking around and they were like beating people up that asian guy that they tried to beat up and stuff because they were trying to jump that guy in i felt like that was maybe joker's crew without because joker's locked up they don't know what to do so they're just trying to build an army and so they're just trying to like jump people in it's kind of funny uh speaking that that group um do you watch Titans? 
Oh, HBO Max? Yeah, Teen Titans. Yeah, Titans. Oh, not Teen Titans. Wait, I know what you're saying. Titans. Um, if you watch season three, the guy who plays uh, Tim Drake, he's the one yeah. who has a half face uh, makeup. That's him. He has half face makeup? Well, oh, it's, shoot, it's the same really? person. It's the same person plays oh, Tim is? Drake. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Like, when I saw that, I'm like, wait. And then, you know, when the movie's over, got home, I like looked it up, I was like, oh, is Tim Drake from Titans? Like, that's, that's crazy. Cool and weird. Yeah. See, like, I feel like this movie's setting up a few things. Like, I feel it's like setting it up for, you know, for us to all speculate. True. And I know that they said this will not connect to any other DC, like, major character. Right. Like they're not going to expand it into the Flash universe or the Snyderverse. It's going to be its own thing, but it doesn't mean that they can't expand it into their own universe. Yeah, because I know with the Christopher Nolan trilogy, it was strictly Batman. We got Catwoman in the third one, kinda. But then you know they teased you know um, uh, what was it? it was the cop you know becoming Batman, which. I guess um, Chris Nolan never had any intention of fulfilling, you know, jumping on. It was one right. of those kind of a, here you go, guys, have fun with this little thing. <laughs> and it's like, I love it. Fuck you, Chris Nolan. <laughs> it's like, don't do that to me. So I, I definitely can see them. I don't think they'll actually bring in, you know, Robin or I don't think they'll bring in Nightwing. I think it'd be a purely Batman kind of thing. Yeah. But I think, yeah, they'll continue to tease him. I think that would be cool, like just to show a little bit of the of the universe, like or of this Batman's universe, like the way, like this the people that are interacting with him and stuff. Like you're like, oh shit, that person becomes Batwoman, or oh shoot, that person is so and so. Oh, that person's the the angry daughter that's wants to do revenge. You know, like it's pretty crazy. Yeah, because I know I kind of expect them to do like you know passing like it mentioning things in passing like yeah like oh you know like alfred comes to bruce and says you know you need to get out you know you know Haley circus is in town and <laughs> like why well, i want to go to the circus and because that's where you know Rob, um dick grayson and the flying graysons are at oh yeah i think yeah. It's, i think it's Haley circus but you know i think it'll be stuff like that it'd be all in passing like you know, hey, did you hear there's a guy who, who can fly, you know, in Metropolis? Like, that's just a rumor. I think they'll What's, do stuff like that. And then, what was that character? I'm, I feel so dumb for not knowing this. The character that was in the circus. Jokers. I don't know. Like, which circus? I don't know. I'm trying to I don't know. I'm 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 a little lost on it a little bit. I, I hope I'm not thinking Harley Queen, Harley Quinn. Maybe I'm thinking that nah, from she's the just... animated series, probably because she's so she's so much like a circus person in that. Well, yeah, she wears a jester costume in the um, Batman animated series. I was just thinking, like, whoa, that'd be crazy if it was like some connection with the Flying Graysons. I mean, they could. I mean, in this movie. Because from from what I understand, there was no link between Falcone and Selena Kyle before this movie. Yeah. So they could do like little tidbits of it. That's interesting. 
So if they want to kind of pull in, you know, Harley Quinn into this, which I don't think they will. Right. Because, um, you know, she's because Margot Robbie's done what it was Suicide Squad. Um, well, Birds, of Suicide, Prey. And Birds of Prey. I think she's she's still on to the character if they continue on with her. Yeah. Because, I mean, James Gunn did a great job with her in the second Suicide Squad movie. I mean, it finally felt like she got the proper script. Right. Because for me, the first Suicide Squad movie was just like, it was passable. It was like, okay, you made it happen. Good job. Then Birds of Prey was like, what is going on? And, (laughs) you know, when Marvel let James Gunn go and DC's like, come on over. And he, you know, made that movie for the Suicide Squad. Right. I mean, I I went in there with mediocre expectations. Perhaps for like the first five minutes, I'm like, I'm hooked. Let's roll with this. Yeah. So I don't think that the Matt Reeves Batman universe will bring in Harley Quinn. It may be a, kind of another passing mention because she's at Arkham Asylum. Which, oh, kind of sidetrack. Love how they made the connection of Batman's uh, Bruce's mom being an Arkham. You know, just, you know, family member and having mental issues. Yeah, and it made me think, and it was brought up to me, what if Bruce Wayne being Batman is a mental issue? Like, what if it's genetic? Yeah. And whoa, you're like it, going deep. Well, this is told to me. I didn't come up with this. Vanessa did. She's like, you know what? You know, she she has mental issues, and it was right. addressed. It's fine. She got over it. But like, what if there's some sort of genetics there? Because she cracked after her dad killed her mom to kill himself. But now Bruce yeah. witnessed his parents being murdered. So will he have the same kind of crack, his mentality? And is that where Batman comes from? Whoa. That's freaking crazy. I didn't never thought of that. Well, because and one thing as well, I think I'm pretty sure they mentioned in this movie, they're like, you know, maybe it was Selena Kyle or maybe it was... um. No, it was um, Riddler in the interrogation scene. He's like, I don't care who you are under there because this right here, this is who you are. It's like, you know, us in our in our costumes and our suits, that's who we really are. It's like, yeah. under, under the mask, no one cares. I'm like, yeah, because I mean, I've seen so many things in the past of, you know, Bruce Wayne is the mask, not Batman. Batman's real. Bruce yeah. Wayne's the mask. Bruce Wayne is like, so like the mask he puts on so he can travel about the streets unnoticed. Well, quote unquote, unnoticed. Yeah. But as Batman, everyone notices him. You know, he is vengeance. He is the knight. He is Batman. Which, yeah. One I, of the best clips from Batman in main series. Sorry. I'm just throwing <laughs> in there. I, I really liked, too, like how they made, when they explain like the history of Gotham and like how the two major families, like the Waynes and the Arkhams. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool. It made me remind me of like the Rockefellers and like it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. It's like these two powerhouses who kind of run, you know, the city and probably the state. Yeah. Are joining forces, become a bigger powerhouse. Yeah. It's actually pretty interesting. And, and oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, uh, like, I was trying to figure out when I was trying to figure out, um, uh, I was trying to figure out the motive of 
uh, Riddler. Like I was like thinking like, oh, you know, like is he mad because of the renewable project didn't fund his project or something? Or I was trying to figure out why he was getting angry. And but yeah, it was just like there was, was just, a whole bunch of something going yeah, on. Yeah, there's a bunch of yeah, I was like thinking this I think it was deeper than just that than him trying to clean out the corruption. Yeah, he has own vendetta going on where it just kinda of involved a lot of corrupt politicians. Yeah. But yeah, I feel Riddler was a good way to start this off. Yeah. Because I think if they went for like a bigger threatening presence, it would kind of throw people out of the movie. Because I understand Matt Reeves wanted to do something more grounded and kind of like people can relate to it. Like, you know, Gotham was, you know, very stormy because it was right by the bay. And it felt like very much like a very gothy New York. That's what it felt like to me. And because people were pointing out, like, you know, Gotham Square is Times Square. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. And just how, and one thing this one pointed out, and it's kind of a main thing, is like when, you know, all the, was it the flood walls broke and blew up? Yeah. It's like, oh, Riddler's just trying to clean up Gotham. He's trying to wash away the filth. <laughs> like, thousands died. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think there's going to be a whole rebuilding that's going to need to happen. But Probably. to me, as well, like, you know, even though Riddler got locked up, I mean, his forces that, you know, kind of made that last stand for him at the mayor, at the mayor uh, party, you know, were defeated. I was like, Riddler kind of won, though. Like, yeah, he planned to get captured. He planned to be, you know, part of Falcone. Like, he planned murdering Falcone, getting captured for it. And his forces kind of storming, you know, the celebration party. But he achieved just what he wanted to do. He, he did. He destroyed, you know, all these flood barriers, flooded Gotham, killed, I don't know, you know, a whole lot of people, including the running mate of the the governor that was. Yeah, he was yeah. first one to go. Yeah. So like he he won in a way. So yeah, he he got de- he was defeated and put in jail, but it's like. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 completed his objectives. What he did. And yeah, you know, it's almost like did Batman lose? Not really. He just did his best, right? But his best wasn't good enough. Oh, well, anyway. yeah, you're right. It was, and and I think I'm glad they took it. You're right. I'm glad they did this movie like this because I feel like it could only they can only just step it up more. You know, like they can't make to. it too. They can't make it. Too, this one too crazy because the next one's gonna be even more and i'm excited me too like honestly this whole movie i'm gonna i need to see it again because i feel there's something i i missed but yeah i need to see it again yeah i definitely want to watch it again i'm sure there's a director's cut or you know probably one thing i found out was there's very little green screen in this movie like all the actual action sequences were practical effects like you know the racing scene between penguin and batman yeah uh, all the explosions were practical um yeah like all the guns were you know firing live planks yeah so it's just like 
The only thing was CG were like the ricochet, you know, sparks off his chest. For sure. Because Matt Reeves said he wanted to keep it as real as possible. Yeah, it costs more, but he's like, it's worth it. And I appreciate that. I do too. It was definitely, I I really, really think um, it was a really good take. Like, I really liked this Batman. And I am definitely excited for whatever there i was actually sitting there waiting for a post-credit scene and luckily i jumped on google and looked yeah, while i was so did I. I i was like wait a minute is there a post-credit scene because i wouldn't want to leave yeah apparently it's just a website at the end we can go kind of see what the riddler posted yeah which is like yeah whatever it's pretty cool let's see but on that um i think it's all i really got yeah, I really. Yeah, there was some good. You took some really good notes. Like I just was like, whoa, especially like. Yeah, I mean, it was it was really good. I really liked it. Yeah, and I liked your notes too. You definitely mentioned there was like an interesting. Um, one last thing I wanted to say. There's something you wrote about how they talked about. There was like a rumor about, like the, the chest plate. Like oh, the gun. Like. Yeah, melted down from the gun that killed his parents. So like, that was something that came out um, when, like, the first images of the suit came out. Everyone's like, "Oh, cool! They're going comic book accurate, where they made, you know, the chest plate, you know, out of the gun yeah. that killed Bruce's parents." And Matt Reeves said, "No, he just made that out of what parts he had." Oh, okay. Because in in the comics, uh, after you know, Batman eventually finds the gun that kills his parents. And melts it down into a chest plate that goes across the chest because they say that something that took so much from him can now protect him. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. So I hope, like that message. Hope, hope. <laughs> hope. and justice. Justice. Hope and justice. It's like we want we want hope, we want justice. Yeah. For those who can't see, um putting my fist up. <laughs> Podcast, That's people. So funny. Podcast. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, so for those who haven't seen it, go see it. I mean, it's doing Game Busters at the box office. It has a great score on Rotten Tomatoes for both critics and from the audience. I mean, for me, out of five stars, I get a five. Yeah, it was actually really... Oh, and then warning, if you go, make sure that you go to the restroom before. Yeah. And you... Um, and if you eat, whatever, just make sure you use the restroom and do all that stuff because it's a long movie. It's three hours long. And that's no, in no way is that to turn you off from watching the movie because it is a really good movie. Like, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I think it's a, I think if you're a Batman fan, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it too. Yeah. And if you're not a Batman, Batman fan, go watch it anyways. You'll have a good time. Yeah. It's a good yeah. crime movie. Go check out the good acting. I mean, Zoe Kravitz, awesome. Yeah. Love Zoe Kravitz. All right. But that's all I got for this time. Adam, before we wrap this up, any shout outs you want to give? I just want to give a shout out to, uh, of course, everybody from the Dial Vicious World Radio Podcast. Yo. Scylla, John John Rerun. Um, I got to give a shout out to Nerd One. Thank you for having me on this show. Hello. I love it. And I appreciate you coming on. I'm glad we were able to kind of pull this together. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love this. I, I definitely want to do this more often. Yeah, but uh, let everyone know where they, can, where they can find you. Like, yeah, so you can definitely look find me, uh, you can find me on Instagram at dialvicious underscore world underscore radio at instagram.com. Um, there's also a Facebook, Dial Vicious World Radio. Coming soon, I have some stuff coming soon, like a, I have a website going to come up and some other stuff I'm working on. So I'm really, really excited. And hopefully a theme song is coming soon. Nice. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm just really excited because I've been working on so much stuff. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Well, for myself, really uh, yeah, social media, um, Twitter, Nerd15. Instagram is Nerd1Podcast. Um, my website is podpage.com forward slash Nerd1. And so, yeah, hit up, you know, Dial Vicious World Radio. I mean, personally, I listen to them on Spotify. You can find them on Apple, Google, really anywhere. iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts. Yeah. Find your favorite podcast player, search Dallas Roll Radio, you'll find them. And it's got some yeah. good content going on. So it's fun, it's fresh. And I think you guys call it keep as positive as possible. Yeah, we keep it path. We keep yep. it positive as possible. You need a shirt for that. I know. <laughs> I need to make a little shirt for that for sure. And yeah, folks, definitely check out Nerd One's um uh page for his merch too, because I picked up some of his merch and it's awesome. I think we still have everything going on. I think we even got fanny packs on there now. Ooh, I love fanny packs. Going back to the 80s. <laughs> yes, I love 80s. That's awesome. All right. But folks, if you enjoyed the episode, please do share it, uh, like, subscribe, you know, get out there. Let's grow the nerdum. And I'll say this for now. Uh, just once again, I'm Vincent. And I have Adam here from Dialogue Roll Radio. I thank you for tuning in. But stay, stay safe out there. Wash your hands, stay clean. We'll talk to you soon. And also, please be nice to each other. And have a great day. Bye. Bye, folks.